and we back with an episode of Time Out Let's Talk. I'm your host, Hern P. And this episode, we got all NFL news, all week four football, and what we're looking for to see in week five. So, a lot of good, a lot of bad going to be talked about on this week's episode. So, y'all stay locked in, man. Let's roll. All right, so yeah, we're going to talk week four football in the NFL, man. We got to start with the first game, Thursday night football, right? Uh, Bengals and the Dolphins, man. Of course, Bengals won the game 27-15, man. But main reason or the, the biggest takeaway from the game, I don't want to say main reason, but the biggest takeaway of the game is tool injury. I mean, obvious head injury, concussion protocol. Looks like somebody... Somebody missed the stuff in that process. That man got a what I felt was a concussion on on Sunday. Turn around, play on Thursday, and looks like the second one was was by far by far worse than the first one. So and they always say it's always the second one, man. So didn't get a good recovery time. So I mean, man, I don't even want to talk too much stat lines with that, but just the fact that me personally, man. If I'm tall, he not going, you know, like want to give up football, right? But I'm really thinking about it, man, because so early in your career, you taking head injuries like that. Like, how are you planning on having a 10, 12-year career in the NFL where those linebackers, those defensive linemen, they coming at you, man, and you going to get set more. You I don't want to wish the bad on you, but it's it's possible that you can bump your head or whatever on that turf or whatever the case may be. So you got a long, you got a long career ahead of you, but do you want to jeopardize your health for that? If I'm tour man, I, I'm I'm considering hanging it up. I'll file me a good lawsuit and hang it up. Cause at the end of the day, man, to me it's just not worth it. But Cincinnati, man, they Got back in the winning column and took that that dub at home in the white uniforms, which was crazy. 27-15. Shout out to them. Joe Barrow looked pretty good in that game, man. Uh, 287 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, T. Higgins killed them, you know, 124 yards, a touchdown. But... If we talking stats, we got to talk stats. Tariq Hill, my man's had 160 yards. I thought he was going for 200. He done it before. So I really felt like he was going for 200 yards. But Teddy, looking on to, you know, the next few games, uh, Miami going to be going up against uh, the Jets um, for week five. So I don't I don't feel like that's going to be, you know, no walk in the park. Jets do look a lot better than they did in previous years. Big shout out to the Jets and my man Sam. I know you're listening. Your boys do look a little bit better now. So I'm not going to say that's a – I'm not going to go ahead and give them a dub for that, but it is a divisional game. So divisional games, no matter what your record is, always feel like they're a little bit tougher. But Miami, I think you guys are in good hands. You got the hometown kid, Teddy Bridgewater, back at – and um, he's a solid backup, man. Uh, been, been in the lead a while, been a starting quarterback, been a backup. So you could you, you can be in a worse situation. So until Tua figure out what he's going to do, Miami going to figure it out. I think he can hold it down for a while, keep you guys in the hunt for the, the win that to win your division. I know it's favored by Buffalo, but 
you guys still got a chance to, you know, stay in, in competition with Buffalo, especially since you got that early win on them. So you're always going to have that one in your back pocket. But moving right along, moving right along, the Vikings got a win over in London, taking on the Saints. Early morning game, I didn't get to catch that one, but uh, early morning game, Saints. The Vikings took a win over the Saints, twenty-eight to uh, twenty-five. Kirk didn't look too impressive to me, honestly, but I mean, he get, found a way to get it done, man. Uh, I think the game went down to a went down to the uh, game time field goal in um, New Orleans, missed the kick. But I do want to say, man, Andy Dalton, to my in my opinion, I know they 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 lost, but far from when I seen the highlights and looking at the stat line, he's looking better than Jameis did in this offense. So being four four weeks in. I think I'm going to roll with Andy Dalton for the rest of the season, man. I think that's our best bet. I think he take care of the ball a little bit better. Um, I just I just, I just, just believe that Andy Dalton temporary fits now. I think in the, you know, in the offseason, the draft, free agency, whatever the case may be, the New Orleans Saints need to address their quarterback situation now because I personally feel like with that defense, the running back, Alvin Kamara, they got wide receivers, you know, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. Got a good, solid offensive line. They could be a quarterback away from competing. And here's the thing. I I, I know some people have been saying it for years, but I believe this is Tom Brady last year. So Tampa will be kind of in that fold too, trying to figure out, because a lot of those players, I believe that's playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks right now, they only in it right now because they want the opportunity to play for play with Tom Brady. Knowing everything he can give to a franchise, people want to ride that wave and see and get that Tom Brady experience. So, a lot of those guys eventually will start to find their own their own lane. Like Julio, I don't know if he'll be there next year or not, but I'm pretty sure he 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 trying to cash in one more time to see if Tom Brady can get over that hump. But they got a lot of guys to retain, so we'll see the future state of the Tampa Bay Bucks. But the division could be wide open, man. And Tampa looks, I'm sorry, New Orleans look like they in the they're in a situation right now where if you if you take away the quarterbacks that I would say they neck and neck, man. And uh it, so it could be anybody in the division. But good win for the um Minnesota Vikings, man. Took a win over the Saints, 28-25. Falcons got a got a win. I didn't think they was gonna pull off. I didn't think they were gonna be able to to get one, man. And I believe they was home against the Cleveland Browns, man, one twenty-three to twenty. That is a uh, that's a good one for Marcus. I know he didn't have a a, a huge game, Marcus Mariota, but uh, the Browns got to find a way to win these games, man. Because these are the type of games that you know that's alarming to me. Like we, Deshaun Watson be back later in the season, right? So what we do now, you, they lost two games that for sure I had them winning. Like, you lost to the Jets 31-30 last seconds of the game. You couldn't close it out, right? So then you now you have, which we feel like is a, a team still developing in Atlanta Falcons, with the defense that Cleveland has, the running game that Cleveland has, 
I was sure that you guys would be able to get, you know, I don't care about big wins. If you're Cleveland, the object is just to hold on, get the dub, starting quarterback, be back, and let's see if he can keep you over the hump. But for you guys to drop that game, and now you are sitting at two and two, it's it's a tough one. Now you got the Chargers, Patriots, and the Ravens are your next three games. So I really was hoping that you guys can get a three and one start. Four should have been four and zero, but I was saying at least three three and one, you know. But next few games gonna be some tough ones for you guys. But you no know, man, any given Sunday, man, anybody can be beat. So they can pull a shocker off. As far as the Falcon goes, man, being two and two, time with the same record as, you know, the Bucks. They actually have the Bucks this week on the road. So they right now they got Tampa favored by nine and a half points. So, you know, basically ten points. But um that's gonna be a good one. They got the 49ers, then they got the Bengals. So, man, lost lost um uh, lost a couple players last week. So that's just I just see what we can get from the Falcons. Every win is a good win in my in, in my eyes when it comes to Atlanta Falcons. No matter who you guys play, every win is going to be a good win. So, shout out to the to the Falcons. Next game we got Cowboys Commanders. Cowboys took that at home, twenty five to ten, and that. The score didn't do it any justice. Commanders never really, in my in my opinion, never threatened to have that game under in, in, in under control. You know what I mean? So Cooper Rush, he's not you know he's not no Patrick Mahomes. He's not um Justin Herbert. He's not one of these elite quarterbacks. But what I do like about Cooper Rush is he's not gonna be the one to lose the game. I, I love that when it comes to a quarterback, but especially a backup quarterback that knows, like, hey, I'm in the game. I know my position, and the main goal is not to lose. He's gonna. He's calling audibles. He's running. He's 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 getting in the running back's face. Like, hey, tell him know what he need to be done. Z, I know you're the million dollar man here, but I need you to I need you to pick this linebacker up on this blitz. And, and you know they they support they support his leadership. He and they look like they 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 rally behind Cooper and what he believes. So um, they got all faith in him, and right now he 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 hasn't lost a game as a starting quarterback. So big shout out to Cooper Rush, man. Um, two hundred and twenty-three yards, two touchdowns. Twenty. He only threw the ball twenty-seven times, fifteen completions. Man, just enough, bro. Nobody needs uh nobody needs Cooper Rush to be throwing 35, 40 times. Use those running backs. Use feed off your defense. You know, that's all you can ask for. And right now they're sitting at three and one. I mean, with the Rams, well, who's got a struggling offensive line right now? That's a very winnable game. If Cooper Rush can get out in L.A., hold control the ball, you know, not not have any bad turnovers, which he hasn't had yet, and that defense going to compliment him, I believe, and he just got to do his part, play winning, winning football. And, look, Cowboy fans that listen to this podcast – I want to throw something out there when it comes to Cooper Rush, right? Is it he plays the game in my opinion? Now this is only my observation, but I want to see you guys see where I'm coming from at least. But when I'm watching him, man, I see a little bit of Alex Smith. And what I'm saying is like he's not going for the home run every time. He can throw he can throw the wide receiver open. 
uh, good audible, good look like he got a control of the field, but the fact that how he plays, he's not always looking for the home run. I that to me, I see Alex Smith when I see Cooper Rush, like style of play. But that's just me, you know. But far as the commanders go, man, Carson Wentz. It's just it's gonna be a long ride, brother. Uh I'm 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 one to say that uh I think this is the last this is the last opportunity to be a starting quarterback. And I don't and I say that loosely because I said the same thing about Marcus Mariota and look where he at now with the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback. But right now, Carson, man, I, I really think that he needs to reevaluate his style of play, because he, he he went away from that MVP season that he almost had when he was with the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. He was magnificent. I don't know if it's the injury. I don't know what it is, but he digressed tremendously. He never came back the same, and it, it never been the same. He, every once in a while, you see a little glimpse of what that was, you know, certain passes still show that strong arm, but he's not trying to get out of – he's not trying to run out the park anymore. He's not really doing all of that anymore, but – the commanders got a lot of potential on that team. That defense is still young, but they got some solid players. I want Chase Young come back. They got sweat. They got a lot of guys right there that can that could potentially be a problem for that division. You know, the Giants on to come up. Um, the Eagles front runners right now, they're looking really good. And the Cowboys, who've been running the show for the last couple of years. So Reds oh, sorry, Commanders could definitely get into the hunt. But they just need to figure out in my opinion, the quarterback position. I don't know if he's a placeholder that they're just trying to hopefully see how that works out. But it was a lot of talk about the Rams messing up when they drafted Jared Goff over him. And if we had to compare right now, you tell me who's the better quarterback between the two. Jared Goff played for the Lions, but, I mean, that's not nobody to be, you know, jumping over, like, Jumping out the gym for you know what I'm saying? Because the Lions are looking way a lot better than offensively wise. Anyway, offensively, one of one of the highest scoring teams. Jerry Goff does still have those turnover problems, but he is he is letting it all. He's leaving it all out on the field, in my opinion. But I'll get to his game soon. But Washington man, you guys have the Titans coming to town this week. So then, of course, number one challenge for that is King Henry. I don't know if you guys – if you guys can find a way to stop him, then, of course, that's going to, that's gonna, you know, tip the scale you guys away. But I don't – I'm not really so, like, sold on the offense. But the defense, I think they'll be all right. You know what I mean? I don't feel like the Titans going to just have a runaway win. I think the defense will put up a good fight. But – if the offense is going three and out, three and out, three and out, the Titans gonna the Titans gonna tire him out because you only can contain Darren Herring for so long. Because eventually he gonna pop, and when he pop, it's a wrap. He's gonna it's gonna be twenty yard gains, thirty yard gains, six, seven, eight. The chain's gonna be moving, and he gonna ground and pound. And if the offense is constantly three and out, three and out, it's gonna tire that defense out. They young man. They not I'm not gonna say they not experienced, but no defense. It, should be on the field 
13, 14, 15 snaps over, over, over and over again. Like it's gonna it's gonna tire them guys out. And Tennessee not a team that looks for the home run hit all the time. They like to ground a pound. So it's just what it is. But moving on to our next game. And we have Seattle and the Detroit uh, Lions. The high, well, I believe that was the highest scoring game this week, 48-45. Man, both teams look great, minus the defense, right? I'm an offensive guy. I love, I love offense. I love, I love games. A lot of points scored. I love, I just love everything about offense, right? But this was a little bit too much offense. But like I said, man, Jared Goff, three seventy-eight, four touchdowns, one pick. Throw through the ball thirty-nine times. Uh, Gino had one of them nights, three twenty-two touchdowns. So everybody looked great, man. The running backs looked good. On both sides, Penny had 151 yards, two touchdowns. Jamal Williams had 108 yards, two touchdowns. One had 17 curves, one had 19 curves. I mean, everybody. I mean, with the offense, a showcase, right? Um, but of course, Seattle took the win off, got got the two and two, and the the Detroit Lions fought a one and three. But some of the losses, man. Really close games, man. Of course, they took the first loss of the season, the loss to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, 38 to 35. Got a win and got a win over the Washington Commanders. Took a divisional loss to the Minnesota Vikings, 28-24. And then they lost again to the Seattle Seahawks, 48-45. So they are so they are within a under a touchdown in every loss. So one score games. Every so the, these three games they lost, they this the Detroit Lions could easily be four and right now. Let me let me say the Detroit Lions could easily be four and right now. And I don't know if you guys follow every episode I, I I you know I put out, but I think I said in the preseason I said my team that that kind of like, you know, one of my hot topics with the teams that kind of standing out to me as this current moment is the Detroit Lions. I don't feel like they're going to be, you know, playoff contentious or anything like that, but I don't think they're going to be an easy team to beat. Anybody to beat. Nobody's going to go in there beating about 30. I just don't see it. And I still believe that same thing today. And right now, the first four weeks, that's holding true. So, the Detroit Lions have the New England Patriots. They go on to New England. Both teams right now are one and three. And um, I don't know if Matt Jones is going to be back this week. I know that uh, the backup quarterback went out. Uh, so I don't know who's going to be behind the gun this week. But I'm rolling with the Detroit Lions. Reason being, the main reason why I'm rolling with the Detroit Lions is the offense can generate points. And I believe they can generate a little bit more points than the New England Patriots. They have a solid defense, but as of right now, no defense that they have played been able to completely neutralize that offense. 
So, yeah, Brown Hoyer went down. That was the back of quarter I was thinking about. So now I'm just trying to see if Matt Jones is going to be back in that. I haven't had any updates whether he's going to play or not. But right now, I'm going to think the third screen will be in there. And uh, if I had to go with those odds, I'm rolling with the Detroit Lions to get their second win of the year and a first win on the road. So, yeah. And as uh, far as the Seahawks, two and two, they will be traveling to New Orleans to see if they can keep that momentum rolling. Because right now in the NFC West, it's a four-way tie, and I believe the I believe the San Francisco 49ers are number one. They had no divisional losses. And uh, Seattle... Seattle has, well, yeah, Seattle probably is like third or fourth place, but the Rams should be second place, but it, it really doesn't matter. But it's a four-way tie. Everybody in that division is two and two. But if you had to say who was leading that division right now, it would be the 49ers because I believe they don't have any divisional losses. Uh, Seattle lost to 49ers. The Rams lost to the 49ers. Cardinals lost to the Rams. So at this current moment, it is what it is. If they get that win in, in New Orleans, that's going to be a big, big win for them on the road. So, second win on – well, yeah, second win on the road. Yep. Shout out to the Seahawks, man, because I really only had you guys getting maybe about four, five wins all year. So, I just see how it play out. No shade, but, I mean, I just wasn't a believer. So, our next game – we're going to talk about is Titans and the Colts. Um, pretty simple divisional game. Colts looking for their second win. Tough one, but I mean, when Derrick Henry become Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 114 yards, touchdown. It, it, it was really, that's just to tell you what type of game it was. A ground and pound game. They're going to chew the clock up. They're going to run. You can't get the offense off the field. Defense really can't. I mean, the coach really couldn't put together a solid, a solid, you know, drive after drive after drive. But it was still close, 24-17. So, like I said, divisional games get that way sometimes. But Titans took that win 2-2 two and two now. And the coach fall to 1-2-1. One, and one. Speeding up a little bit. Uh, Giants, Bears. Uh, man, let me tell you. Snooze fest for this game for me. It wasn't entertaining at all, but it was. It's just. Games that quarterbacks throwing for, you know, the Cowboys. I'm sorry, the Giants. Had uh, two quarterbacks go in. I know Daniel Jones got hurt, but Daniel Jones, before getting injured, threw 71 yards. And he's the highest passer in the Giants' stat line, 71 yards. And um, so just one of those, you know, slugfest, man. Nothing really exciting about this game, in my opinion. 20 to 12, and that is what it is. Eagles maintained they they um they reign over the NFC completely. 
getting a 29 to 21 win over the Jets for Jets. And the Jets actually had a, 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 a early lead on them, man. 14 nothing going into the second quarter. I don't know what happened when they when um quarter two started, but um the giant um the Eagles answered back with a 20 to nothing um scoring. So end up going into the half going into halftime 20 to 14. And after that, man, Eagle just closed them out. So I think it was, a, and I think it, the, the weather played a part in that game. So I think it was a really wet game. But uh, yeah, shout out to the Eagles, man. They will be going up against the Cardinals. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you now. I got the Cardinals winning that one, man. But it's not no shade. It's not no shade on the Eagles because I do believe that. The Eagles are a really good team, but I think they're going to drop one that's not expected. You know what I'm saying? But I also think it's going to set it up because right after they play the Cardinals, they play the Cowboys. I don't think they're losing back-to-back games, so I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think that that's going to be Dak's return. Um, I think that's going to be that's going to be his first game back. I, I believe so. Maybe not. I mean, if, if Cooper Rush wins tonight, or sorry, not tonight, but if he wins this week, week five against the Rams in LA, maybe they go with Cooper Rush one more week, and t- they might be like, "Hey, bro, play until you lose." They might have the attitude, but I do think the Cardinals might sneak a win. I know I'm a little early on that, but that's just my my that's just my uh my little early my early bet. You know what what I'm rolling with. Um, next game, next game, Jack Steelers. Oh man, Mitch Trubisky get benched at halftime. Um, Pickett comes in, ran for a couple touchdowns. Well, he ran for two touchdowns. Three, had three picks, man. First game out. Um, couple on wasn't his fault, but you know we it is what it is, man. It's, it's on your stat line. It's on your stat line. But the the Jets are finding a way to win. Good defense. Shocking defense, actually. But, you know, they have a defensive coach, man. He had a really um tough, tough, tough defense when he was with the he was the defense coordinator with the um, San Francisco 49ers. So um he know how to get a defense ready. And um yeah, man, they can't say nothing about winning, man. They two and two. And they are still in the hunt for their division. I, I mean, ain't not much to say about it. Jets next game, though, they have the Dolphins coming to town, man, uh, off a loss. So that's uh, that's going to be the test for them to see how they match up in that division. So shout out to the Jets right now. Man, they doing their thing. And as far as the Stiller goes, man, Kenny Pickett should still be the guy next week against the Bills. That's going to be a tough game, man. You got to go to Buffalo. Uh, so for Kenny Pickett to have his first official start and be against one of the the toughest team right now. Uh, it's gonna be very, very interesting. Right now, Buffalo's 14 points favorite. That's 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 disrespectful. Odds still, man. Two touchdowns. You're gonna give somebody two touchdowns. So that's just let me know. You already predicting the blowout. So yeah, man. Um, good luck to Kenny Pickett, man. Um uh, definitely gonna be tuning into that one. That is one of my games to to watch. I just want to see how. A week of preparation can do Kenny Pickett. So, yeah. Y'all make sure y'all tune into that. But big shout out to the the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills, man.
Next game, Bills, Ravens. Bills get that win 23-20. Um, big controversy over the a fourth down call, whether to kick a field goal for the Ravens or go for it. They, they decided to go for it, turn the ball over on down, and you just um, – my man's Josh Allen marched the ball down and, you know, kicked the game-winning, got them in field goal position, and they kicked the game-winning field goal to, you know, seal the deal. So, but in my opinion, man, if I had to talk a little bit about the game, man, Ravens starting off that, that game 14-3 and uh, end up having a uh, – a twenty to ten lead going into the half. I I don't know what's 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 going on in um, Baltimore. They blowing a couple big time leads. Um, in the Miami game, this been a second lead blowing. I mean, ten points, ten points, right? But being at home, that's a tough way to to lose it. And uh, I don't know, man. But right now, man, I think the Ravens will be okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready to sound the alarm as of yet. They got the Bengals division game. So if they can get that win, that'll do them that'll do them or you know, that'll do them a favor when it comes to the standings. Knock down the, the Bengals, get one up on them. And then now you know you got uh got the Giants, you got the Browns, you know, a couple of teams that I feel like you they can win against. And far as Buffalo, like I said, man, they have the Steelers coming to town. They're already 3-1, 14-point favorites. This should be just a check on the box. But we'll see how Mike Tomlin uh, prepare, man. But I, I think they going they got a couple games coming up that could be challenging for them after this week. Looking a little ahead, week six, they got the Chiefs, got the Packers. So, yeah, that's a tough – they got a tough back-to-back game. So, I don't want them to look over this game, worrying about what they see for the Chiefs. All right, so next game, next game, we had the Chargers getting a win over the Houston Texans, 34-24. Justin Herbert looked healthy, man, looking good. Throwing for over 300 yards, what, 340, two touchdowns. And just, you know, I don't want to say dominated. Houston Texans played a a pretty tough game, but they still winless, so they 0-3-1 now. But... Win coming for Houston, man. Just don't know when. But next game, they will be going up to – well, no, sorry. Yeah, no, they're going down to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars 2-2. Two and two. That could be a winnable game, you know. And uh, right now, they of course, they're not favorite because they, they don't have any wins. So, right now, Jacksonville got a seven-point spread on them. So, we'll see, man. Um, But, yeah, Chargers, they have the – Cleveland Browns on the week five. So they'll be going up to Cleveland to see if they can, you know, get a get a win. Moving right along to our next game. Uh, Cardinals took a 26 to 16 win over the Panthers on the road. Um, Baker looks like he's struggling in that offense. Kyler Murray got back to his winning ways. Um, but, you know. That's pretty much cut and dry there, man. Um, Panthers going to one and three. Arizona are now 
Arizona Cardinals are now two and two and look to keep it going with the Philadelphia Eagles coming to Arizona next week. And them being underdogs at home, I'd be interested to see how they respond to that. And uh, Packers got an overtime win against the Patriots. Bill Belichick and his third-screen quarterback went in there and uh, took those guys to the wire on the road. So, man, big shout-out to the Patriots. Um, you guys trying to rebuild that, that team, looking good, still competing. But the Packers, they move on to 3-1. and one. And uh, Patriots, 1-3. and three. Uh, I don't know if Matt Jones will be back next week, but like I said, uh, Patriots will be going up against the uh, Detroit Lions at home. Matt Jones is back. Hopefully that'll be, uh, of course, a more likely game for them to win if he's not there. And uh, the Packers got the Giants coming up uh, to Green Bay. So both teams three and one. Packers eight point favorite. So let's just see how that turned out. I'm I'm gonna tell you who I'm roll with later. But uh, next game, next game. Raiders got their first win and a divisional win against the Denver Broncos. The best game by Russell Wilson, in my opinion, man, ran for a touchdown, threw for two. Looks like the offense is starting to click a little bit with him. Um, defense gave up some points, but nothing to be too alarming about, man. It's really just that that fumble from, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, man. He They got to figure something out with him. I know they brought in another running back, so I don't know if they're going to end up, like, rotating him out of there once everybody start getting familiar with their new roles. But man, it, it was it was a scary sight to to see those guys uh, go out like that, man. Russell Wilson led the team in rushing, and he only had twenty nine yards. But hey, that it is what it is. But the Raiders are looking to get their second win, and it's a big it's a big one. You know what I mean, Monday night, get the Chiefs. What better way to you start off on three? Well, what better way to respond is to win two divisional games. So. Let's see what they do on Monday against the Chiefs. As far as the Broncos, took a loss, and now they are, what, 2-2. Two and, two and two. But right now they are they are playing Thursday night football against the Colts, man. I, I, I really feel like they'll win that game. Right now they are winning 3 to nothing, and they are right now 3-1 on the Colts 34. So let's see if that drive can turn into points. But moving on, we have – Sunday night football, we had the Chiefs and the Bucks. Uh Super Bowl rematch. But this time Chiefs got the edge and they won 41-31. Good high scoring game. Um Tom Brady, man, looked good in my opinion, man. 385. Him and Mike Evans clicked up a couple times for two touchdowns. But Pat Mahomes, pretty much, in my opinion, even though he threw a pick, but it was a Pat Mahomes show, man. 249, three touchdowns. They ran the ball good. They did enough to uh, to frustrate Tom Brady, in my opinion. Didn't really get anything going on the ground. I think that's what's the separation between the two. But when you're playing from behind a lot, you don't get the opportunity to run as much as you want. Um, but, yeah, um, the Bucks look to get one, get back in the winter con against the Falcons coming to Tampa next week. So 
that's a that should be a one that's a one up a game, right? Good divisional game. They always can go either way. Never know. I never want to count a divisional game already. Cause it could go either way. And the Chiefs, like I said, Monday they got another big one. They got a few big games. Chiefs got all the big games this week, this year, in my opinion. But they got the Raiders Monday night. And uh let's stay they need this win. I don't think they want to get the Raiders any momentum. Cause they had the Raiders one game behind them. I don't think they that that's the goal right now. And uh, Monday night football. Monday night football, of course, I got to give you a little bit extra because they my, my boys play Monday night. Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers. Like I said before, man, earlier episodes, man, the 49ers just have our number, man. Um, Regular season-wise, well, pretty regular season-wise, they won the last seven times we played in the regular season. Overall, we seven to one with that one win being being last year in the playoffs. We got the good dub that that time, uh, lucky win. But I take them all because you need a little luck to win a Super Bowl, right? Luck got to be on your side sometimes. But yeah, um, but a lot of people hitting me up, inboxing me. Oh man, forty dollars on you guys. Forty. Hey, look, man, that's just the way our division is. Okay, we seven to one against the 49ers. We tend to win against the Arizona Cardinals, okay? So we struggle with the 49ers. Cardinals struggle with us. Um, 49ers, before Russell Wilson switched teams, he struggled with the Seahawks. And then the Seahawks struggled with the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody was struggling. So we all had that one team in our division that just uh, it's a thorn in our behind. Just for us, it's the 49ers. We just can't get over the hump when it comes to them. But, hey. They can be the head-to-head champions if they want. We got a Super Bowl. It is what it is. But touching on the game, man, um, I hear, I hear a lot of static from Matthew Stafford this, Matthew Stafford that. He don't look the same. But my thing is this. How much can a man do behind a line that was built overnight? Like, it's nobody's picking up the extra man, the rusher. No, nobody's chipping the linebackers that's, that's blitzing. It's It's – a line that was really put together. They they're not calling out what they're saying on the field. Stafford's doing his best to make it happen, but we had zero plays go for twenty or more yards. But the main reason why, because Stafford cannot sit back there long enough for a play to develop like that. So when you plan like that, it 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 hurts your run game, which should be better, and it 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 makes the defense know that okay they don't have time to let nothing. They can't go deep. They don't have enough time to go deep. So everything going to be right in front of us. So that's why you have a jump route. Hey, he took one to the crib. It is what it is. But And then no Allen Robinson not creating separation, but it's not all on him. Sean McVay, of course. You got you to gotta force reps for Allen Robinson. You got to force targets for him. Put him in a – throw a couple screens. Send him in motion. Do whatever you can to put, a ball, put the ball in his hand, whether it's a, for the, it's a plus – or negative, it don't matter. Just as long as he's involved in the offensive plan and he's not just used, he can't use him as a decoy because you ain't throwing to him. When you when you when you make Allen Robinson a threat, one way or another, the defense gotta believe that you will actually take a chance to get him the ball, then it'll let it'll lighten the load up for Cooper. But right now, 19 targets for Cooper Cup look tremendous, right? I mean, I'm I mean, Cup gonna have the numbers no matter who he plays. But of course. 
14 catches, 122 yards, 14 catches out of 19 targets. So it is what it is. He dropped one ball, I believe, but um, right behind him, man, Tyler Hitby, 10 catches, 73 yards. But defense didn't play terrible, in my opinion. I know, I know it looks bad, but it was really just a couple big plays. No drive really, like, chewed us up. Couple big plays, they took it for a house call. It is what it is. We still had a shot to tie the game or whatever the case may be until the pit six closed us out. But we have to figure out something for the offensive line. We got a big game coming up Sunday. I don't know how we are favorites. I'm being honest, man. I I, I mean, I'm a Rams fan for sure. But I got to be honest. I don't know how they are favorites against a pass rush team like the Dallas Cowboys when we have a line that the left tackle was just playing center and now he's hurt. So I, Hey guys, look, I can't list the whole offensive line. Cause I don't know who's on it. I don't know who they have this week. Every, every game we lose another person. So I don't know. Now I mean, who, who knows who's going to be on the offensive line? I don't know. Hopefully Brian Allen come back. Our center comes back after the, after our bow week. So I know we got the Cowboys this week and, um, Carolina will be coming up. Then we'll hit our back. But then hopefully we'll start getting some DBs back. We'll start getting uh hopefully a one at least one offensive lineman back. But I'm gonna tell you what I'm afraid for next week is uh rookie DB Kendrick, man. Uh, that's gonna be he 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 wants to be great. I see that in his eyes, but he has to learn the game. And right now, he's been targeted. Every week. You know I mean, nobody's really going to Ramsey's side. They're going to they gonna go to whoever Kendrick's guard, and they're going to they gonna get one. I mean, he went for the pit against Debo, missed it, and Debo took it to the crib for a touchdown. It is what it is. But 49ers, man, forever going to be – forever going not, – no, not forever. But as right now, they, they still have our number, man, 2049 victory. Um, they should be leading the NFC West. And whenever they – this starts their season. If you go back year after year after year, they always look a little rusty like they did this year, losing to the um, Bears, losing to the um, Broncos. And then as soon as they beat the Rams, it's like they offense is triggered, and now they are rolling. Just, just facts. Let's see how they do. But right now, 49ers will be going up against the Panthers next week, going down to Carolina. They are favorites, six and a half points. So uh, that should be a good one for them to, to bring back home. And like I said before, man, we got the Cowboys uh, Sunday, which we are favorites by five and a half points. I, I really don't know how. But Ramley, we're going to have faith. Uh, like I said, man, uh, I'm not too hard on Matthew, man. I don't know what he's going to do with a line that can't give him time to for offense to develop, or uh, plays to develop, I'm sorry. Um, definitely the running backs to get their head together and figure out what we're going to do. And McVay, he has no excuses because I, I put that he's the best. He is, my opinion, the best coach in the NFL. Resume speaks for itself, right? Look at what the rounds were before he came, and now look that he has been to two Super Bowls in five years. So, yeah, I can give him that. I mean, anything's debatable, though. But, yeah, uh, for me to hold him to that, I have to, um, you know, I have to hold him to that standard, like, to get us over the hump, find a way for us to win, even with that bad line. So, we'll see, man. And uh, 
we'll definitely be tuning in next week. Because going into our games of the week to tune in for for week five. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then I'm going to give y'all my week five games to tune into. Y'all hold it down. What's up, y'all? It's none other than your girl, Mona Lisa. I first and foremost want to thank your host, my husband, Herm P., for giving me the opportunity to be the very first sponsor of Time Out, Let's Talk, the sports podcast. I am the owner of Mona Lisa's Kitchen in the 757 area. I'm most well known for my banana pudding, but your girl knows her way around the kitchen. So if you don't know how to cook or maybe you don't have time to cook, hit me up for all your meal prep needs. You can find me on Instagram at M-O-N-E-A-L-I-S-A. Thanks for the support. Love y'all. All right, so we back and we're going to go for the games to watch for week five. Games to watch week five, we got to go with... We got to hit, let's see. Boom, okay. So, might not be, let's just see what we're going to see from Kenny Pickett, right? First career start. So, let's see, Steelers, Bills. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. Um, Bill Belichick defense against the Detroit Lions offense. I think it's going to be a good game as well. Let's see who 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 can pull that one off. Then you know we have the Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Rams, um, Ravens, and uh, the Bengals. Good tough divisional game. Eagles and the Cardinals. Let's see if the Cardinals can you know upset the Eagles, especially with them being um, favorites on the road against the Cardinals. That's let's see what happens there. But on Monday night, that's going to be the game of the week, in my opinion. You got the Chiefs and you got the Raiders, man. So, yeah, that is the games to watch for week five. If I missed your game, if you think it was one that I missed, let me know, man. And if you listen to me on Spotify, just get get at me in that, on that Q&A section. Let me know what y'all felt like was going to be the most popping, what's going to be the popping game. And um, I, I'll check it out. All right, man. So that's a wrap for episode 15 of Time Out Let's Talk. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in with me each and every week, man. You guys could be anywhere doing anything, but every week, man, you guys check check me out, man. So I'm grateful for you guys. And uh, yeah, I know it went a little over, but hey, I had a lot to talk about week four, man. But this week, I will be doing my parlay Saturday morning parlays. So it's right before Sunday night, Sunday game. So it'll give you time to, you know, listen to what we got, think about it, and get your slips in before, you know, it's game time. So y'all make sure y'all check out the podcast on Saturday morning as well, where I will have strictly parlay picks, what I'm going with, why I'm going with what I'm going with. So yeah, y'all tune in. But like always, man, y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe, man. See y'all next week.